I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 3rd of April, the 5th Sunday in Lent. Today our reading comes from the Gospel of John. It's a story of when Jesus decided to visit Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Our hymns today are sung by the Dunblane Cathedral Choir and a hymn recorded at a service held at St Nicholas Parish Church, Lanark. Each Sunday, services in Jordan Hill Parish Church are at half past ten and all are welcome to come along to those. Over the coming weeks, we will start live streaming the Sunday morning service from Jordan Hill Parish Church. And when we do this, we will stop having our podcast recorded service to allow people to watch the YouTube recorded service. Let us worship God. God of glory at home and in the universe, bringer of hope and healer of souls, bring us together with love. Loving Jesus at home in Bethany, a costly generosity anointed with oil, bring us together with trust. Holy Spirit at home in humanity, gentle as wind, dancing as light, Bring us together in hope. Let us worship God.
Our reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to verse 8. Mary anoints Jesus. We listen for God's word. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave him a dinner. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God around us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Amen. There is nothing quite like the unexpected moments in life to quicken our pace, raise our heart rate and open our intrigue. Climbing a high point on Iona to see the expanse of the Treshnish Isles in the distance. Rounding the corner on a coastline journey to reveal the beauty of rolling countryside and a breathtaking panorama. Or when the post arrives with an unexpected parcel, an unexpected gift from a friend or a card from the other side of the world to say hello. The unexpected surprise. The knock at the door and two friends who have been out for a walk just drop by to say hello and share a cup of coffee. The unexpected surprise. Unexpected fragrances that greet us and remind us of places or times when we least expect it. Fresh salt air of the seaside. Cut grass. Home baking, ground coffee, freshly washed clothes, vanilla, a fresh carnation, healthy farmyard smells. Some relax, some energise, some smells take us by surprise. Our sense of smell helps us detect desirable foods, welcoming environments, but it also warns us of hazards. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the animal with the best sense of smell is not the dog, but the elephant. Unexpected smells and the ability to detect them give moments of surprise. Today, the gospel passage is filled with surprises, unexpected ones, and the fragrance of unexpected moments. Jesus is in the home of Martha and Mary and of Lazarus, miraculously, who is raised from the dead. 
It is in that context that this little poignant domestic scene is set. Martha cooks. She's not worse or better than Mary in this story. It was simply her own way of thanking Jesus, practical, necessary and intimate. Did she know what Jesus liked to eat, we wonder? Did she scour the village for the delicacies and the treats? That was her chosen personal way of saying thank you to Jesus. And in their home, when Jesus and his disciples arrived, what would have been the cooking smells that would have greeted them? A roasting of meats, the air fragrant with spices and herbs, perhaps the smell of baking. Before Mary performed her act of devotion by anointing Jesus' feet with that costly perfume, let us not forget that there was that simple but equally devoted action performed by her sister Martha that also carried with it a sense of the aroma of heaven. To make a meal, to be involved in its planning and preparation, its cooking and its serving, that in itself is a great act of love that many take for granted. The smell of heaven is also found in the newly baked bread that Martha would possibly have made, no less a passionate gift. And so at the table, with Jesus and the disciples and Martha, Mary and Lazarus, another thanksgiving for the return of Lazarus to life is made. The unexpected gift the spikenard, and it was extravagantly given, for its perfume filled the whole house and would have mingled with the smells of the cooking so that both gifts, the ordinary and the extraordinary, would have wafted through the house together. It is an unexpected gift and an unexpected fragrance to fill the house. This act is done by an unexpected person. At the meal, Jesus also unexpectedly dampens the mood by bringing up a conversation about his death. And also the unexpected argument with one of the disciples. All unexpected moments that fill this passage and fill us with curiosity and question. Not only did Mary use the extravagant ointment, rather than anointing Jesus' head, which would have been normal in Jewish tradition in those days, Mary anointed Jesus' feet. Perhaps a symbol of what Jesus was himself to do in a few days' time when he washed the feet of his disciples. A delicate and tender moment, as it was for Mary, as it was for Jesus. And in the act of washing, in the act of drying, in the act of intimacy, in the act of gentleness, something happened. I wonder if in the actions of Martha cooking her meal, there's an echo of the Last Supper. I also wonder if in the actions of Mary anointing and washing Jesus' feet, the actions of Jesus washing his own disciples' feet is also echoed. Jesus does not take issue with the temporary nature of the gift. 
he declares it as appropriate in that moment, particularly in the light of his impending death. He is gracious enough to receive it with gratitude. Judas may question whether it was money well spent, seeing a more practical use for the money. Jesus accepts what Mary does for what it is, a passionate, extravagant kindness. Lots of extravagant gifts are put into the air where they soon evaporate. A church choir labours to prepare an intricate anthem and in a few moments it is gone. The teacher prepares a lesson and stands to deliver it and then the class is adjourned. Mourners provide large arrangements of flowers to honour those whom they grieve. Saints donate large sums of money for their congregations to spend. And why do people do this? Love has its reasons. The Bible is filled with unexpected moments where God enters into our world through unexpected people and unexpected times. People expected the Messiah to look like King David. What they got instead was a former carpenter and itinerant preacher. Sarah wasn't expected to have children, let alone found a dynasty. Moses wasn't expected to lead the Israelites to freedom. Miriam wasn't expected to be the prophetess of Israel, teaching her people to sing of God's glory and victory over the Egyptians. And that ruddy-faced shepherd boy David wasn't supposed to be king. The unexpected surprise. God regularly loves to do the unexpected with, for and through unexpected people. Where is God at work in unexpected ways today? Might that be through us or even those sitting next to us or around us? Caring for a neighbour, offering a listening ear, doing work with faithfulness and courage, standing up for those who are less fortunate, resisting peer pressure at work or school and offering an alternative to those who are observing. Jesus is God's unexpected gift to the world, sent into a world that did not request him, offering life to a world that engineers his death. His concern for the world and its people was passionate. The outrageous extravagance of his love was not doled out in small parcels, understand even a fraction of that about Jesus, and we understand the unstinting gifts of Martha and Mary as they gave because they loved, and through their gifts the smell of heaven nourished and comforted Jesus in the days leading up to his cross. Where today will we find unexpected gifts? Where today will those unexpected gifts materialise, and perhaps, just perhaps, it might be through us. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, we give thanks for the wide array of aromas that can fill our day. Fresh coffee or home-baked bread, flowers in the garden, 
salt air blown in from the seaside, each carrying a memory and a glimpse into your good creation. Lord Jesus Christ, you called your disciples to go forward with you on the journey to the cross. In all that we do as disciples, save us from false familiarity with your journey. May we never presume to step into your shoes, but make us small enough to fit our own and to walk in love and wonder behind you, living with generosity in our hearts, seeking always those unexpected moments. O God, at dinner with friends, Mary anointed your son in anticipation of his journey. Inspire your church, we pray, today with that extravagant love never counting the cost or calculating the return, but shedding our inhibitions and letting our faith take us to where we are needed the most, outside the walls of safety. O Jesus, Martha served at table, ensuring that guests were fed and looked after. Bless all those whose work is ever overlooked or unnoticed, those whose role is taken for granted. Guide us to ask before we leap, and save us from presuming that we can help, but to ask. O Lord, you acknowledge that the poor will always be with us. We pray for all those who struggle to make ends meet. Those who continually live lives of uncertainty, seeking light amidst the clouds. Today we pray particularly for the people of Ukraine, praying for peace and hope amidst the war. O Christ Jesus, let us always live extravagantly with our faith, generously with our time, and live with devotion at the heart of all that we do. For all this we pray through your holy name, as we pray together, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. Let us go now, built in spirit, built in faith, to love and to serve the Lord, loving one another and seeking those unexpected moments where grace and love and God breaks in. And now the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. Mm -hmm.